Hey everybody, so for this episode I'm trying something new. I've started doing this thing called Imperfection Sessions, where I get online, on live, on YouTube, and Facebook, and I just share some words of wisdom, some encouragement for everyone, and I'm challenging myself to do this for 14 days. So I've been afraid, um, I've been really nervous about it, and I'm so excited that I started doing it because today I actually got convicted and I think I was telling me to talk about fear. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about fear, how we allow the fear of what other people think, stop us from doing the things we really want to do. I mean, hopefully we can, you know, gain some freedom from this episode. I know that when I was talking to everybody else, I was also talking to myself and I needed to hear those words of encouragement. So I wanted to share this episode with you all. And if you want to check out my imperfection sessions, um, I'll leave the link below so you can check them out. And I hope you all enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. Share it with somebody. Share the encouragement. And let's walk in courage. Okay. We talked about how chasing perfection is dangerous yesterday. We talked about um, how we can seek to find things that we find joy in and that we enjoy and that brings us life and um, yeah, enjoy. I keep saying joy <laughs> instead of um, perfection. So today we're actually, actually had something else planned today, but um, because of, I don't know, I guess, I really feel like I was called to talk about something else, fear, because I was really, really afraid to, um, to do this. I was really afraid to commit to this. I was really afraid to carry this out. And so because of that, I thought it would be a good time to talk about fear and how fear can kind of stop us from doing the things we should do. And so I want to start this off by saying that fear is well-meaning. It's well, it has good wishes. Um, I think we all need fear. We all need a sense of fear. Um, fear stops us from touching hot stoves. It stops us from running in the street. It stops us from, you know, doing things that would kill us. I mean, if we had no fear, uh, we'd be in a pretty dangerous, dangerous position. Um, even like intuition, like that feeling you get, it might not be like, oh, I'm afraid, but it's like something's not right. I feel like we all need that um, to survive in this life. But there are so many things that I don't do because I'm afraid. So like I talk about this, what we're doing here on um, this idea of coming together and, you know, talking, you know, with the people who are here about things that stop us as creatives from actually completing and doing things. And so, you know, um, I'm afraid of what other people think. I'm afraid of what other people think. At the core of it, like when I list out all my fears, like what am I really afraid of? What's really stopping me from doing the things I want to do? It's people. It's people. It's their opinions. It's their words. Um, it's it's how mean they can be. It's how they can be apathetic, how they could not care. Um, and sometimes that's even worse. Yeah, it's it's it all comes down to people. And so um, I'm afraid of sharing, I'm afraid of sharing my thoughts and opinions because of what other people's thoughts and opinions about me sharing my thoughts and opinions may be. Um, I'm afraid of trying new things and sharing them. As I talked about yesterday, you know, falling on your face is a part of learning. It's a part of growing. It's a part of becoming better at anything. And so when we stop ourselves from, you know, from actually trying to become better, um, we stifle our growth. And a lot of times we do it because we care about what other people think. So, you know, that saying that people say, um, sticks and stones may break your bones or words may never hurt you. That's a lie. We know that's a lie. We know that's not true. Um, they told us that when we were kids because like they don't want us to care so much about what other people say or think about us. But the truth is we're human and we do care about what other people think about us. Um, people would argue, um, but I'm not even going to use that argument about evolution. But just I feel like because we're wired to be in community, we want to belong. We want to belong to the people that we love and who say that love us. And so when we step outside of whatever parameters they set for us and say, hey, I actually want to try this thing. We risk losing their support as a community. We risk losing our community. 
And so for a lot of people that can feel like life and death, you know, um, it could feel like you would lose a part of yourself. And for some people, it's just not worth it to sacrifice this person's respect and support for a dream or for a change in your own life. So words hurt, negative opinions hurt, especially from people that we care about. Um, when you're, when your mother, when you're growing up and your mother told you she was disappointed in you, that thing cut, that thing hurt because you care about your mother and you want to be accepted by her. You want to please her. You know, when your friends tell you that they're not banging with you no more, like that hurts that to me, that hurts worse than someone breaking up with me romantically. Like when a friend breaks up with you, it's a totally different, um, it's a totally different thing. It's a totally different pain because I feel like friends know you so intimately, you know what I mean? Like they know you so intimately. They know what makes you tick. It's why when friends hurt you, it hurts so bad, you know? And we all want to be seen, heard, valued, and accepted. And I think that's normal. But the problem arises when we cater more towards the people that we're in relationship with, that we're in community with, um, than, you know, the things that we need to do. Um, we all, I feel like we all have had this moment where it's like, I want to do this, but what will such and such say? I want to do this, but what will such and such think? You know, it could be parents, it could be friends, it could be family. Um, and like I said, I think that's normal to consider that because when they, when people know you, I feel like we do a, a bad job of putting people in boxes, but I get, I understand why we do it. It's because we want to, this person does this, this person does this. And so whenever they step out of this box, it's uncomfortable. It feels weird. It feels awkward. It's like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know where to place you now. And I think sometimes what we experience from other people when we make changes in our lives, when we do different things, um, is that them trying to figure out what to do with us, where to put us. And with that comes that fear of being abandoned, that fear of being judged, that fear of being talked about, that fear of being misunderstood, um, that fear of being different than who you were all this time. And so, like I said before, fear, I feel like is well-wishing. Fear is a good thing. Um, but the fear of man is a trap. So there's a scripture, Proverbs 29, 25, and it literally says the fear, that fear of man is a snare. And so a snare is something that they use to trap birds. Um, you know, trap is a trap. And so um, what happens when we value other people's opinions about ourselves more than God's opinion about ourselves, more than our opinion about ourselves, is that we, that we trap ourselves. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. It's kind of, it's, it's interesting because we seek to make ourselves smaller or we seek to fit into these boxes so that we feel more free, right? We feel more, um, we feel more accepted. We feel more love. We feel more, all these positive feelings, but then at the same time, you don't even realize that you're wrapping yourself up, that you're, that you're prohibiting yourself, prohibiting yourself from growing, that you are that bird that's trying to fly, but you put yourself in a cage because you're afraid of what other people think. And so, um, yeah, when we literally, when we fear what other people say, think, do to us, um, we're, we, we're paralyzed. That's what I was looking for. We're paralyzed. So when we can't move, you're not free. When you can't move, you're not free. When you can't move about, when you can't grow, when you can't try something different, you're not free. You're chained. Um, and it feels like bondage because what you want to do, you can't, you know, if you're in timeout as a child, you know, you want to get up and run around and play, but someone's saying, no, you got to stay in that corner, you know, or no, you're, you're on punishment. You can't go outside. You feel trapped inside of these boxes that we create for ourselves. No one is, society, yes, can say what they want to say about us. They can do whatever they want to do with us. But when it comes down to it, we're the ones putting ourselves in that trap. Unless, of course, someone is literally physically telling you, no, you can't do that. No, you don't have this freedom to do that, to try that. That's a totally different um, scenario. But what I'm talking about is just like 
us fearing what other people think so much so that we stop ourselves from doing things that we want to, that we have all freedom to do, that we have all freedom to try. You know, um, courage is like a muscle. Courage is like a muscle. If you don't exercise that muscle, um, it will, what, it will um, atrophy, atrophy, however you correctly say that, but it will, um, it will lose the strength. It will lose the strength. So if you're not doing daily exercises, exercising your courage, exercising your bravery, then you're eventually going to lose that strength and lose that, um, lose that, not the desire. I feel like the desire will be there, but you'll lose the feeling of your ability to do it. Because when you do brave things every day, you have a track record. You have something to look back on and say, Hey, you know, I did this, this, and this yesterday, and that was scary and I can do it just like the video today. Right? Like I, I still got nervous before showing up here today. But, you know, I, I talked to my mom, I talked to my husband and they're both like, you did this yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to die. It's okay. You're, it's already been proven that you're not going to die, you know, not from embarrassment or shame or, you know, messing up. Even if like the audio wasn't even recording, it's not life or death, right? I'm not going to lose my life. But that is the fear. The fear is death of friendship, death of respect, death of like relationship, death of what people have liked about me. You know what I mean? Like, what if I look foolish? Then people who think, you know, well of me enough, you know, they're, they might be like, Ooh, this girl's foolish. I, I, I can't, I can't be friends with her anymore. And even though that sounds silly because it, it is silly, it's still the fear of that death of relationship and friendship and support, you know, that's, you know, uh, that's, that's, um, it's real. That's my point. It's real. And it's valid. That's what I'm trying to say. It's valid. It's a valid fear. But the thing is, like you have to root yourself in what is really true about yourself. So that's the first thing. So who are you? Who are you? And I don't mean who are you to your mom, to your husband, to your friends, like who are you? When we root ourselves in truth, that truth that changes, that's when we start to become unstable, right? Like, okay, today I'm employed. Okay, so today I'm employed, for example, <laughs> I'm employed and um, you know, I'm a good worker. I make a good paycheck. And this is what I do professionally. If I root all of my identity in my job, in the money that I make, if I lose my job, then who am I? I'm lost. I don't know who I am. And so what other people say about me matters way more than what the truth actually is. You know what I mean? Like it becomes dangerous. So, um, yeah, so, that, so it's about finding who you truly are firstly, like to, so you have something to stand on. And for me, I find it in the Bible. If, if God is my creator, if he has all the instructions, like he's the one that has the description of who I really am. He knows what I'm made up of. He's no, he knows how I operate. He knows how, you know, um, things will affect me. He, he knows what I'm built for and what I'm not like, that's where I have to look for, for my truth. And I don't always do it. I don't I'm just going to be honest. I don't always do it as I should. A lot of times I look to other people and what they say about me, but the thing about people is that they're fickle, they're fickle. And so what they think about you today versus tomorrow who knows? Who knows? And if you're tirelessly working for the approval of other people, for um, their love and their support, um, and I believe love should be given freely. That's the first thing, right? But if you're constantly trying to earn your place in someone's life, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be exhausted and you're going to lose sight of yourself. You know what I mean? Like trying to find worth, trying to find, um, trying to find validation. And that's the thing, like, I feel like we all do it at a certain point. You know what I mean? We all do it. We, we, we have to do it in our jobs. <laughs> we have to be accepted. We have to be acceptable by a job standard so that we don't get fired, so that we can get a raise, we can get a promotion. Um, so we can make partnership, whatever your job is. Like, 
we have to be acceptable to a certain extent. But personally, even if you are moving around and changing, depending on what situation you're in, if you know who you are, you still won't lose sight of who you are. So another example is, and this is kind of like an off example, but code switching. Black people do it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we feel like we have to navigate through the world differently, like in a professional setting than we do say with our friends sometimes. And so that's just a thing. It's, it's just what life is, it's been that way. But we don't, we have to be careful not to lose ourselves, right? Because in that example, if you lose yourself, this is kind of deep, but <laughs> kind of like off track. But if you lose yourself in that identity, you could be looking back at the people who you're in community with and thinking you're better than them because of how you speak or how you present yourself in professional settings, which we know is not true, right? Like their worth doesn't change just because you move up. Your worth doesn't change just because you move up in a, um, in a sorry, like if you get a promotion or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, so if we, if we lose our identity, one, we'll always be chasing other people's, other people's validation and their acceptance. And then two, we'll be looking at other people, either looking at them as if, as if they're better than us or if they're lesser than us. And both of them are dangerous. So like I said, I look at my Bible um, because that's, you know, he's, they said he knit me together in my mom's womb. He's the one that made me. You know, I couldn't will myself to exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if, if I'm going to look, a, I'm, if I'm going to figure out who I am, it's best to look at the manufacturer. And the manufacturer to me is God. And so he has all the instructions and all the outlines and all the things about me that I don't even have. Because the truth is, we, I can't even use my own definition of self as a good example because I'm fickle. Today, I think I look nice. You know, I think I, think I look nice, if I, can, if I can say that. Yesterday, I didn't feel like I looked nice. Tomorrow, I might not. You know what I'm saying? Like, my opinion about myself fluctuates so much based on so many things that really don't matter, that really don't make up my worth. But because I'm human, I'm so affected by it. If I fail on meeting, meeting a goal, if I fail on you know, showing up for somebody or something like that, I'm going to judge myself and think, dang, I'm a, I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. I should have, I should have followed up on that text message. You know what I'm saying? I, I do not have the ability nor the qualifications to accurately judge myself. And so I can't look at myself, just, just, this is me personally. I can't look at myself and look at the correct definition of who I am and my worth. It's just not possible. Um, check your circle. That's another tip I have. Uh, are they critical? Are they overly critical of you? Like, do they always put you down to feel better about themselves? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this is, if that is the kind of people you hang out with, sometimes it's, you just got to find some other friends. And I know it's not that easy. It's not that simple. Like, oh, I'm just going to drop them or whatever. But you could limit the time that you spend around them. Because the truth is, like I said, when they say sticks and stones will break your bones, that's not true. That's not true. Everything that people say to us, we, we absorb. We take that in. You know what I'm saying? We, even if it's just like for a second, it still comes in. You have to hear it. So if your friends are overly critical of you, if, they, if they're not loving, if they're not supportive and kind, and I don't mean supportive of everything, because sometimes your friends are there to tell you, this is a bad idea. This, this is not good. Um, but if they are critical of you existing and you dreaming and you trying, it might be time to reevaluate your friendships and um, try to find some other people who are like-minded. And check yourself. Like I said, take like taking courage, taking courage. No, it takes work to take courage. <laughs> it, like you have to, you have to actively try to take courage. Maybe list like a few things you can do that would that would um, engage that 
courage muscle and then that you can start working that out and building the strength to try new things. You know, if you're always sitting there like, well, one day I'm going to do this and, you know, well, one day when I get the courage, you're never going to get the courage. You're never going to get the courage if you don't try and actually work out that muscle and try new things. Um, so, yeah, so the, those are untruthful and harmful thoughts. So, you know, even using the word inexperienced versus stupid. So if I'm trying to find a job or something, it would be horrible of me to say to myself, you're too dumb for this job, right? And it could just be, no, you just lack experience. Having a good outlook on the truth of things um, is really important because why, again, you could be inexperienced for a job, but it doesn't make you stupid. And how you speak to yourself, how you allow other people to speak to you, how you allow the hiring jobs to speak to you, it matters. You hear all that stuff, you take all that stuff in. And if you're constantly taking in critical things, like people just like breaking you down and tearing you down, that's going to wear on your courage muscle too, like for the sake of this example. So I got this tip from Minister Kim Jordan. Um, she's from Crossover Church. And when I was asking her for advice about creating music, one thing that she told me was to put on my blinders. And so I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And so putting on your blinders essentially means that you block out all the stuff that's happening around you and really just focus on that one goal, right? So if you are, if you're trying to get in shape, people can tell you, you're too old for that. You're too heavy for that. Like you're, or that being in shape looks like this, or it should, it should go, you should go about it this way. You know what I mean? But you know, it doesn't serve you. You have to put on your blind just to be like, that doesn't serve me. I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking about the numbers on a scale. I'm thinking about how I feel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really honing in on what you need and what you want and what your truth is. You know, for some people, yes, some people want to be cut. Some people want to be fit. And I don't know all the terms, but some people want to visibly show that they, that they are building muscle. And so some people just don't even care about that. They just want to be healthy. They just want to be um, limber. They want to be, you know, lean or um, toned. You know what I'm saying? So everybody has different goals. You have to figure out what your goal is and really just hone in on that thing and put on the blinders and block out everything and everyone else. And so that can look like a million things. Like one, social media. That's the first one that came to mind when I thought about how can I put on my blinders? I had to take a break. I take breaks from social media all the time. And, and it's not because it's, not because it's uh, other people who are mean to me. It's because sometimes I can't handle seeing other people do all these things. I, I can't do it because my initial thought is being critical of myself, right? I can't just look at people being successful and be like, Oh, good for them. I mean, and sometimes I can, most times I can, but sometimes when I'm feeling down about myself, I'm looking at that as validation for why I can't pursue what I want to pursue while I'll never be successful. Like it's just, it's ridiculous. And so I have to know myself and put on my blinders and that works for me. And maybe for you, it means not hanging out with certain people. Maybe for you, it means not asking people for advice on an idea that you have when you already know that you should do it. I do that all the time. I ask my husband all the time, do you think this is a good idea? I don't know. Like, I, I really want to do this, but I don't know if I should do this. And he's like, just do it. You know, you're looking for validation in the wrong place. You don't have to get validation from other people to do what you really want to do. I hope that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so like I said, I was sitting on social media because I was comparing myself to other people. I was seeing people doing similar things to me. And this is another one. Like, I felt like there wasn't enough space for me. Like, because such and such is doing this, oh, well, I can't do that. That's a dumb idea. And it's like, no, it's not a dumb idea because the world needs you. And I feel like we all struggle with this, with this uh, at some point. Like, you know, oh, if, if someone else is doing what I want to do, does that mean I can't do what I want to do? No, like you're the only you. And I know it's really cliche, but it's true. Like you're the only you that will ever exist in life. There will never, ever be another you. Never. With the same experiences, 
with the same thoughts, with the same opinions, even if your opinions are similar to someone else, the way you carry it out is unique to you, as unique as your thumbprint, as your fingerprint. Um, Protecting your heart, you know, again, share your stuff with trustworthy people. If people have not proven to you that they are trustworthy, that they are kind, that they are supportive, that they're not malicious, don't share that stuff with them. Like keep that, keep that stuff to yourself. Or again, share with people who you can trust, people who has people who you have built like a history with that um, encourage you, that support you, that you encourage them and support them, that give you constructive criticism. Because I'm not saying get a bunch of yes men around you, because that's not helpful either. But you also don't want a whole bunch of like no men, but you have to do it like this. You know, you want people who you can really trust, who know your vision, who know your heart, and who know you, like I said, like so they can help you in the best way that you can be helped. Um, and again, stop looking for other people and professionals um, to confirm your idea. I do this all the time. When I get an idea, I feel like I have to go on Google and search like, is this even possible? Can I even do this thing? Is it dumb? And Google can't tell me anything that God tells me, if that makes sense. Like, if God is giving me something to do, I'm just, I just need to do it. I just need to do it, you know, and hook up with the people that I need to do it with. But I overthink so much that I don't carry out a lot of things because I'm looking for that validation for that confirmation. And sometimes the confirmation is just the idea. And sometimes you don't get the full picture until you actually start making those small steps. And I'm learning that more and more um, about myself that, yeah, like I might have an idea and I'm like, okay, well, I have to figure out the whole thing before I do it. And it's like, no, you don't. Just, I'm like, just trust me, just do, just do what I'm asking you to do. So in all honesty, I realized that I was making people my God. I was making their opinion about me. I was making their, what they, what I, what I wanted them to think about me, my God. And I realized that one, I was wrong, but also like they're mere humans. Like that's what the Bible says, like mere humans, meaning like I'm giving my worth, I'm giving my, the ability to validate my existence and my um, experience and my uh, wants and desires. I'm putting all of that pressure on a human who's not built to take that kind of pressure, who's not built to validate if someone is real or not, you know? And so like cancel culture, right? Like that's, that's a thing now that's really trendy. It's a trendy word. Like we can't cancel anybody. We can't, even if we disagree with them, sadly, like for some instances, like we cannot cancel people because we don't have the credentials to do that to somebody. That's not our place. It's not our place to cancel anybody. Like there are some things that I have done that like are not the prettiest thing. And I, and I'm very glad that who could cancel me did not. Right. And I'm not trying to sound all, you know, but it's true. Like, I'm just, I'm a mere human being. I don't have that kind of power. And so, but I'm looking at people as if they do. Like me doing something should not be stopped because I'm worried about what other people think. Meaning that I'm giving them too much power. I'm giving them way too much power. Um, See, I care more about, I care, I care more about my affirmation, my being affirmed and accepted than doing what's in my heart to do or making what I want to make. And so rejection is hard. Let's be honest. Rejection sucks. Nobody wants to be off put or shunned or cut off. Um, And I think because of my experiences with rejection and how bad it was, I was doing all that I could, or I'm currently doing, I'm trying to unlearn this, but I'm currently doing all that I can to stop people from judging me, from rejecting me, from hurting me, you know? But it's like, it's like a cast, right? Like when you break your arm, they put your arm in a cast. I've never broken a limb, but I've seen it. We all know. They put your arm in a cast. And so what it does is it aids, it aids in the healing. So the cast creates like this protective layer, right? So that nothing knocks it out of place or like, you know, like you can accidentally just like fall on it. It's like, oh my God, it's broken again, if not in more places. And so it's a benefit to that barrier there, right? But if you leave it on too long, 
your muscle is going to like die, like atrophy, that's the word. And so it's going to die and it's going to become weak. And so when, when you see someone take off a, um, take off a, a, you know, I'm talking about a brace or a, um, oh my gosh, I just said it. Uh, ah, anyway, when you see someone take that off, you already know that there's going to be some atrophy, right? Like one arm might be smaller than the other arm. One leg might be thinner, but there's like, they're in rehab and they build it up eventually. But if you leave it on too long, like you're going to have to start from scratch. You're going to have to relearn how to walk on that leg, relearn how to, um, how to use it where it's not so weak anymore so that you're more prone, prone to more injury. Right. And in the same way, we do the same thing with our own lives. We sit there and we put ourselves in these protective barriers thinking that they're going to benefit it, benefit us. But then if we leave ourselves in there too long, like, yes, healing is important. Healing is really important. I want to say that. So if you're, if you just got burned by someone, maybe you should take your time and heal from that and then move on to the next thing. But if you're allowing yourself to remain in this cocoon and this barrier in this, uh, why can I cast? Oh my gosh. If you're allowing yourself to remain in this cast for too long, you're going to atrophy. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I'm not a doctor. So I don't know all the, all the things that could happen um, when, you know, your muscle is not being engaged for so long, but the same thing is going to happen to you. You become weaker. You become less, you become, you, you become risk averse, meaning that like, oh, I got hurt. I'm not doing that no more. I'm not, I'm not putting myself out there no more. Cause that sucks. You know, and I get it and it's valid. The experience is valid. I've done the same thing. But what I want for us is to actually start exercising that muscle, is to start actually putting some pressure on it, actually starting building some muscle. And it can seem, it can seem overwhelming. It can seem like, okay, well, what is even the first step? The first step is taking little baby steps to build your courage, to build your ability to be vulnerable again, um, and to get out there. So, like I said, um, if you are looking to, I don't know, get in shape, we'll keep using that example. If you're looking to get in shape, no one's asking you to join CrossFit. No one's asking you to sign up for a marathon. Nobody's telling, because that's not wise. It, it wouldn't even make sense because if you put all that pressure on yourself right away, you're going to hate it. You're going to not want to show up. You're going to not want to go. But if you do little things like, maybe I'll just take a little walk around the block. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll take a, block, a walk around my building, wherever you work. Um, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll do five pushups this morning and do that for a month and then build to 10. Like there are things that you can do, small little steps that you can take to build your muscle, to build your strength um, and your ability to, to be vulnerable again, to, ability to dream again. You know, maybe it's just writing your dream, writing your idea, writing your creative idea down on paper. Maybe it's sharing it with someone you trust, you know, someone to hold you accountable, someone to encourage you. Um, maybe if you're further along, it's, you know, getting that LLC. I don't know, like whatever that step looks like for you, take little baby steps to get towards your ultimate dream. Because honestly, dreams change. You might start off this thing and be like, this is what I want to do. And then later on figure out, oh snap, no, actually this is what I want to do. But you'll never get there. You'll never know if you don't start. Like I was listening to something yesterday and they said, clarity comes from doing. You become more clear on the idea. You become I'll say more clear. You become more clear on the idea when you actually start moving, when you start like gaining momentum, you know? And like I said, once you have a few wins under your belt, it's easier for you to take risks. Once you have a lot of failures under your belt, it's easier like to take risks if you, if you process the failures correctly, right? If you're not taking them, um, if you're healed enough to, to start taking those blows. But again, you will never gain that strength if you don't try. So like I said, um, don't allow this cast to create a prison for you where you're just like kind of withering away. And I, I want to be clear to say that no one's too withered. 
um, to wither to start gaining momentum again. It's like little little baby steps, little tiny steps that you little things that you can do um, to start gaining momentum. And so whatever that looks like for you, I would like you to write down three ways. I'm gonna do the same thing. Three ways that three small steps that you can take, little acts of courage. Like how in this week, doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't have to be a dream. It could be calling someone you're at odds with. It could be, you know, um, so the main goal could be mending the relationship. You can come up with three ways, three, three ways that you can um, start mending that relationship with that person. Maybe it's writing them a letter. Maybe it's um, setting aside time to meet somewhere. I know we can't really meet like we really want to right now, but um, just doing the work. Like what are three things that you can do to advance you further along in your journey? And so, yeah, like I just want to let you know the small wins count. The small wins count. If you want to be a singer and you sing in a, and you haven't sung in 20 years and your small stuff could be singing in the shower. That's, that takes courage, especially if you live with other people, but that takes courage. You know, it could, it could be just writing a song or finishing a song or reaching out to someone to collaborate with. There are small things that you can do. Um, and I would recommend you take small steps instead of like the huge ones to further yourself along in your dream, um, in your life. Um, yeah. So again, summary, <laughs> um, fear is a good thing. The problem with fear is when we allow it to stop us from living our lives, it, it's also a problem to stop when we give people too much power in our lives to make us stop living our lives, right? And, um, and we all want progress. Courage is a muscle. Find people you trust. Find a community you trust. Um, don't trust yourself, even with how you do yourself. Look, try to find the truth. Like, what is the truth that does not change, that cannot change, no matter what you do, how badly you perform, um, you know, how, how much you screw up. Like, what is the truth about you? And hold on to that truth. Write that down. Hold it near to you. Keep reminding yourself of that truth. Um, you're born worthy. That's the truth. You're born worthy. You don't have to earn it. Um, you know, and also stop making people your God. Like, like I know it's not that simple, but we do it in so many different ways. Like we're always, we're trained to perform. We're created, like we're, we're put in a system that makes us earn our rest and our, and our worth and our enjoyment. You know what I mean? And, and we need to stop giving that power um, to people. And also um, you need to, I would ask you to, just pick three ways that you can start building your courage muscle that you that you can do that you can start doing this week. Singing in the shower, riding the bike, going on a walk, you know what I'm saying? Calling up that person you know you're at odds with that you that you want to make things right with. Be vulnerable, you know, and also allow yourself time to heal. I don't want to miss out on this because, you know, if we if you're not healed and you go out there, you're going to get injured again. You know what I'm saying? And that could do more damage. And so I would just say do the do the healing that you need to do. That could be counseling, that could be talking to a friend. Um, it could be journaling, it could be praying, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, do that thing. And so, yeah, so that was today's uh, imperfection session. Um, I hope this was helpful. Um, I cannot see anything. I'm trying to figure this out, y'all. So y'all bear with me because I want to be able to talk to y'all. I want to be able to like get feedback back and forth. Um, but yeah, but I hope this was helpful. This really hit me this morning. That's why I wanted to share it with you today. Like this was not what I was supposed to talk about. Um, but I'll probably talk about what I'm supposed to talk about, what I thought I was going to talk about today, tomorrow. So until next time, you guys have a great day. I hope your week starting off beautifully and take courage, take courage. Okay. Bye.